Hello and welcome to another episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This is a lost episode of the podcast recorded back in November of last year, 2017, right? Oh, so long ago. Um, Tony and Yenny will give their thoughts on some of the movies released at the end of the year, including Justice League, and then discuss the main topic, movie villains. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. I'll see you after the podcast. Bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com backslash Tony the Movie Guy. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, hello everyone. This is Tony the Movie Guy and Miss Money Annie here. She's back. Yes. Yeah, I, I, and I'm sorry you missed uh, the last episode. No, um, I'm sad. I was I was unavailable, guys. Sorry for that. You know, she has a life. She's busy. She yes. does a lot. <laughs> and uh, Shannon Barnes, my good friend, um, filled in, and we we discussed action. It was movies. so good, though. Yeah, it was a yeah, fun was episode. Great. Yeah, the last few episodes have been really action packed. So actually, yeah. it's nice to kind of just chill, yeah. relax, and cup of uh, tea right here. Yeah, exactly. You got your tea, and we're just you and I, and we'll just kind of uh, have a nice uh, relaxed episode this evening. Sounds good. Yeah. So what we're going to discuss is movie villains um that should be fun because you know who doesn't love a good villain right so we're going to go over that and also i did a poll um you know kind of similar to some of the other things i've asked online and uh, got lots of great feedback and comments about good movie villains so we're going to discuss that soon but one thing i wanted to go over real quick before that was um we've been doing episodes every now and then reviewing specific movies that we see right yeah and um, I, I don't know if I want to kind of keep doing that exact format, but we do see new movies and people like the reviews. Yeah. Now, number one, I am Tony the Movie Guy and I have my Facebook page and I will always post a review immediately after I watch a movie in the theater for a new release. Yeah, and we've had good feedback on those. People find it really helpful. So Right. And uh, most of the listeners have said they go there and they, they read that first. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to... Try something here, and what I think we'll do is we'll just kind of do a little segment, you know, yeah. like now it's time for Tony's movie beat or something like that. When like a, that every yeah, time, yeah. When a, a new movie, movie beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when a new movie comes out, um, maybe kind of as an intro, we'll just cover a little movie beat, any new movie news. Um, Stuff coming out that yeah. you know about newly and that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. People like to hear about new releases, yeah. uh, trailers, or films we've seen. Perfect. And we'll just cover a little segment. So that's what we're going to do now. Um, you saw Murder on the Orient Express. Correct. Uh, which I haven't seen. And it's not because I didn't want to see it. It's because um, it's an, uh, based on a very famous Agatha Christie uh, book about um, Pyro, this uh, detective and I've seen the um, the TV movie with David Suchet, and I've seen the original film. So 
I wasn't dying to go out to the theater to see it. I'll see it when it comes out on iTunes for sure. Yeah. But you saw that and you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Shall I start? Yeah. So you go ahead and kind of tell people what you thought about Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. So first of all, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Branagh. He's produced some films and been in some films that I really, really enjoy. So he directed it and he starred in it as Pyro. Yes, he was Pyro, uh, the French super detective, basically. And... um, you know, it has a great action-packed intro that sort of introduces him as this, because he's a very quirky character, Pyro. He's he's, um, got these amazing um, characteristics of a very intelligent yet um, uh, funny, you know. He's very eccentric. Exactly that word. Uh, And they really introduce him well as that. And then, uh, you know, the story of the plot begins and the whole, he's trying to actually take a, I'm just going to give it a little bit of an intro. Like he's trying to sort of take a vacation and he takes a train with his friend and everything obviously goes crazy from there. The cast, as you know, was is phenomenal. awesome. He is excellent as Poirot. And then you have Michelle Pfeiffer. I love her. Who, who, who is fantastic in that. You have Johnny Depp, you have... Josh Gad, as you said, from Beauty and the Beast, who's who's brilliant. You have she called him the big fat person, <laughs> and I know you love Josh Gad, Don't so no, out me. <laughs> no disrespect. But she was like, you know that big fat guy from Book of Mormon. I no, I said it's not what I said. I didn't what say did that say? big fat guy. I said the chubby guy oh, from yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, you did that. It's just as bad. But anyway, and we love Josh Gad. Uh, no, he him. was he was actually excellent in this because you see a little bit more of a serious mm. side, actually. Okay. Funny and serious and, um, oh, I'm missing somebody who else. Oh, obviously Daisy Ridley from Star Wars from is Star in it. Wars. She's she was, right. And she's, yeah, she's, she's great in it. And it, there's, there's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's in it. Correct. Uh, one of the main guys from Hamilton is mm-hmm. in it. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the cast is phenomenal. So. Oh, Penelope Cruz. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Oh, uh, Judy Dent, who's oh, yeah. one of my Dame favorites. Judy yeah, Dent. I mean, yeah. it was it was just brilliant. Um, I sort of dragged my husband to see it, and Did he, he like loved it. it. Oh, cool. Yeah, he oh. really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, the whole story is very obviously it's a complete murder mystery, but they do a beautiful job at making it very, um, you know, like a book, really like a good Agatha Christie. It unravels book. like it un- a book. Yeah, it unravels, and the beauty is, I, I, um usually know the endings to most thrillers and most movie you know i'm like you in that way usually right. i kind of have a twist figured out you figure it out yeah i did not okay and you th- it has almost two to three endings where you think it's one person and mm. it, it's it's really beautifully done and yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it great um all-around family film i mean it, it's a little dark at times definitely not for the little kids but it's it's a great one to just delve into an action-packed pretty much all the way through it's brilliant so you, you definitely recommend definitely it. recommended what would you i mean i'm not going to rate it but what would you give it out of five stars three One and a half. to five. Three and a half. yeah so that's like very good very good very okay, good okay great all right so everyone should check out murder on the orange express and yeah again it's not that i'm not interested in it um my father you knew the story right yeah well i've seen uh, again it, it's a remake Exactly. And uh, David Suchet, you've, I, I'm surprised you've never heard of the British TV series Pyro with yeah, David Suchet. I didn't watch a lot of uh, British TV growing up, but we actually only were allowed to watch films. So oh, I watched wow. very little British television. One of my dad's favorite um, TV shows. So I grew up watching it with him. I bought him the whole box set, actually. Oh, wow. Um, so I loved 
after. And one of the episodes is like a Christmas special, which is Murder ah, on the Orient okay. Express, which is really good. So yeah, definitely people should check that out. It's doing quite uh, well. Yeah. They're already um, packed film cinema one yeah well they've green a a sequel they're doing another one and i think they'll do several because there's so much uh material there to work with and now that people like kenneth branagh as perot you could do a lot with it and and i'm really excited about that because i'll see all of them okay good so that's murder on the orient express and then i saw because i'm a total comic book geek nerd yeah i am very proud of it i saw (laughs) justice league and God bless her, I dragged my wife out to see it with me. <laughs> and I specifically, I said to Tony, he asked me if I wanted to go see it with him. I said, you know what? I'm going to let you test this one because I'm just not a big enough fan to spend the money. And if you say it's brilliant, I'll go and see it. Right. So it's not brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's not a disaster either. Okay. Now, here, here's the thing. So uh, I posted my review of Justice League. I gave it two and a half out of five stars. It was very split. Okay. But I'm going to tell you something. Um this film's was it was doomed a little bit because number one just the incredible expectation for the justice league was so high i mean it made 96 million dollars on its opening weekend and was considered a big disappointment wow i mean that's like five (laughs) times what murder on the orange express made but for what a marvel or a dc like a well it's superman batman wonder woman all these great people together they were expecting it to be a huge hit but also I don't think they should have because it's taken two or three years of yeah. development hell. Unfortunately, Zack Snyder, who directed the film, had he bailed, to leave. Right? Well, he didn't. But he had to leave because of personal tragedy. Oh, and oh. then Joss Whedon took over, um, who directed the Avengers. But he basically had to take on an almost complete film and right. kind of fix it, quote unquote. And then Henry Cavill who um, plays Superman, obviously, which, by the way, I think it was a big mistake that he was completely omitted from all of the marketing for Justice League. Obviously, everyone knows he's in the movie. Yeah. He comes back. Exactly. Um, he, When Joss Whedon had to do reshoots for the film, he had to bring Henry Cavill back. And Henry Cavill had already signed on for Mission Impossible 6, where he plays a role in that film, oh. and he donned a mustache. So for every one of the reshoots... The CGI team had to go in and um. remove his mustache. And unfortunately, because I knew that, it's so oh, no. <laughs> noticeable and it looks so weird. Now, if I didn't even know that, maybe it wouldn't have bugged me, but it really bugged me. Now, I have a question just as a little recap for someone like me who hasn't read the comics. Or what is Justice League really about? I mean, I know they all get together and form the Justice League, but what is the general story? Sure, well, it's as simple as this. Avengers, you've got... The whole, you know, Iron Man, Ah, Thor, Hulk, all those heroes. Justice League is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman as a team. Doing pretty much exactly the same thing. So here's the thing. Um, Justice League, I think it's absolutely a movie worth watching. And I think people should go see it. And unfortunately, it's sad. Again, with the kind of development hell it went through. Um, and then also just all the news. There was so much, there was such a spotlight on it. Everyone overanalyzed this film months, years before it even came out. Right. It doesn't really, it never had a chance to kind of breathe. Right. Which is, is a pity. Um, also, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, all the critics were withheld until the day before the movie came out. And then unfortunately, as usual, they slaughtered it. It's like right. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that probably didn't help. But here's the thing. The characters in Justice League are really fun. 
And they're actually the best thing about Justice League. Right. Um, you know, I, Superman's cool. I, I like him. I actually don't have a problem with Batfleck. I think Ben Affleck is kind of somber but effective as Batman. Did you say Batfleck? Yeah, Batfleck. That's, that's what amazing. he's that's what his kind of he's deemed as Batfleck. <laughs> okay. Um and then, you know, Gal Gadot is great as Wonder yeah. Woman. She continues She's to awesome. shine. Jason Momoa is kind of cool as Aquaman. You don't see a lot of it. Uh Ray Fisher, who's an actor I don't know, was actually pretty decent as Cyborg. Okay. And then I loved Ezra Miller as Flash. I actually for me he was the strongest character. And he's the Flash for the TV show? No. Or no, it's no, a no. different totally one. Totally different character. Oh, okay character he's the uh he's the gay guy from perks of being a wallflower oh okay got anyway, it. i love that actor he's a, a great actor. A great actor and he was fantastic in that movie he's great as the flash i like him he he brings you know the film's most comic moments um but the characters are great okay and as a team they're great and you know it, so where does it fall short the most well that's what i'm going to tell you okay. <laughs> um so i'm really interested yeah and as as a group when they're all together it's really good so i enjoyed that a lot and you can also tell, you know, the film is under two hours long. You can tell they probably cut like an hour out of this movie. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a lot of character development and plot development that's probably not included. Here's where the film almost killed it for me, is the CGI. Oh, so Jesus. Steppenwolf, which is the big bad villain, is all CGI. He's like right out of a bad Xbox game. Oh, no. He was just terrible. Um, as I said, the effects you can really notice. Unfortunately, if you know Henry Cavill's mustache removed, so it just looks so weird. And again, the just the overuse of CGI right. brought me out of the story and took away from the characters for me. Right. Um, so that's why I was split down the middle, you know. But if you remove that, the fact that we have a Justice League movie, it's there, and we have all of these wonderful DC heroes together. I think that's a win, and I really did enjoy the characters, so I do want people to go okay. and see it, and um, I want to rewatch it, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing like whatever extended full cut version comes out, because I think I'll enjoy it. Right. So I gave it two and a half out of uh, five stars. Um, is it a total disaster? No, it's not the big win we wanted either, okay. but it's a fun, enjoyable movie, and right. to me... That's a big improvement over Batman vs. Superman because... Oh, that, that was awful. Well, it just took itself so seriously. It actually has moments of pure joy, but overall it was just way too somber. Yeah. And this isn't. But the CGI, I think, is a big problem on the whole. Anyway, so... Which is funny because the Marvel movies have a, a phenomenal balance of the way they do their CGI practical effects and their humor that it doesn't bother you very much. Right. And But there's, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about exactly this. You have to have that nailed because if you if your CGI takes you out, that's exactly the result you get. Yeah, and sometimes the Marvel movies do overdo the CGI and the villains yeah. and their third act usually is something that is criticized, but the films on a whole are just so enjoyable exactly. and fantastic. Okay. Anyway, so two and a half out of five stars. It's very split in the middle. I actually do recommend people go watch it. So do you they think can, they'll do another? Well, they're already doing Aquaman. That's already in production. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they'll do a sequel. We'll see how it does at the box office. I mean, it, it would need to make like 800 to a billion dollars oh, wow. for them to do that. So we'll see. Um, okay. But I want people to go see it and, and decide for themselves. So that's uh, Justice League movie villains. So um, again, I, I surveyed a, a bunch of the fans who gave their contributions and their own comments on different movie villains. 
And, uh, you know, I have my own list, uh, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through them, discuss them. You start. Um, Yeah, I'm going to. And the way we'll do it is uh, I'll do one, you do one, and we'll go back and forth like that. Sounds good. I think that's more interactive. Yeah, and Tony does have a lot more than I do. And there was a lot that I actually passed on because I knew he would have them and we could do a little more deep on those because we both love them. Yeah, most of these, again, are from the uh, the listeners. Okay, cool. And the people who commented. So, And then I kind of added, uh, you know, maybe a dozen myself. So um, probably the first and foremost, and I, I think everyone will agree, the most badass movie villain who you love to hate and hate to love is Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I was going to say that or the Joker would be your top or Darth Vader. Yeah. So, I, I mean, he, that is just a villain for the ages, Hannibal so Lecter. Amazing. I mean, in the film, The Silence of the Lambs, he is not the villain. Exactly. He's actually not. Buffalo Bill is the villain. Correct. Um, he's the one who helps Clarice, um, you know, solve the, the mystery and find, you know, the, the girl who had been abducted and everything. But... I mean, he's a villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a, a cannibal. You know, he's a serial crazy killer. Is, he's uh, yeah. brilliantly crazy and so, so deliciously crazy. Um, but, and again, that's in like 20 minutes in that Which film. Which you don't, and his performance is so spectacularly done it that it feels feel, like the whole film. Right, it feels because like it's he commands the whole movie. He does. His performance commands that film. I mean, obviously, um, um, she, Clarice... I just blanked on her name. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster does amazing too, yeah. but his performance, I mean, and Anthony Hopkins is just spectacular anyway, but it, as a villain, as a psychotic but lovable villain, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so I think he's the best. Yeah. So what do you got? Um, it's actually what I wrote on your Facebook page, The Sheriff of Nottingham, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. At who, least it wasn't the spoon. No, he says... <laughs> Well, yeah, pretty much. But he says, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. Um, Anyway, um, I used to rewatch that film a lot when I was little. Yeah, you have a lot of love for that movie. I do. I I loved it when it came out. I have so much love for that movie. Um, I used to watch it with my mom, with my dad, and I swear I must have seen it over 30 times. Right. And, And Alan Rickman, that villain is something of a, like, you know, that the classic knife behind his back, um, yet so nasty and so evil and so um, conniving. I just yeah, found such him such a slime ball. Oh, for so sure. slimy. Like you, you just, you root for Robin Hood, obviously right. so much. And um, yeah, his darkness and, you know, everything about it. I just, oh, I love him. Yeah, no, I, he's a fantastic villain. Again, as I've told you before, I didn't think the film has aged so well, mm. which is probably why his role in it hasn't kind of been immortalized. Um, but he's great in it. Um, so good. Yeah, but so I'll do one, which is Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. That was another now, one of mine. that is a villain that has stood the test of time. Oh, yes. I mean, the film as a whole is phenomenal, but I, he almost set the bar for movie villains. Yeah. You know, I only saw that for the first time like a year ago. Die Hard? The original Die Hard. I'd seen all the others and never the original Die Hard. How is that possible? I, I, I don't know. Oh, I watch that movie every year. I, I love it so yeah, much that fantastic. since I've seen it twice, because I love it. Yeah, And he is so good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And he's so Christmas good movie, and, by the way, guys. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and many uh, critics and people will say it is. Um, I think he's one of the best movie villains. Hans Gruber, um, Alan Rickman, you know, rest in peace. It's such a fantastic so actor. 
Um, yeah, there's not much more to say about it. It's just so delicious. What do you got? Um, a, a kind of obvious one that you probably have on your list, but definitely one of my favorites, uh, Lord Voldemort, Harry Potter. Of course, Ralph Fiennes. Yes, Ralph Fiennes. But also, funnily enough, I wanted to comment on, you know, where they do the, not flash, well, there are flashbacks of him as a child. Mm-hmm. And this, as he's becoming evil, that little kid. Oh, Tom Riddle. Yeah, mm. Tom Riddle. That evilness, um, the, the evil that's growing with that child and his, like, his, the looks he's giving him. It's like out of the omen. <laughs> yeah, really, really nasty. So Tom Riddle and Lord Voldemort in Harry Potter, for me, absolute incredible villain. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's, uh, you know, obviously those films are pretty recent in the last yeah. decade, but I think Voldemort and Ralph Fiennes playing him has already kind of cemented itself in the, you know, Hall of Fame of top movie villains Without for question. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'll do one. We got to do Darth Vader. Of course. You know, now Darth Vader is a villain everyone loves because obviously he redeems himself, he saves yes. Luke. You know, he's good in the end, but uh Darth Vader is through and through a villain. <laughs> I absolutely. Mean, he, he definitely he's the epitome is. of evil. Yeah, and now darkness. I, I'm not talking about uh Hayden Christensen's portrayal oh, of him. Please. I'm talking about um, from, you know, obviously episode four, five, yes. and six, James Earl Jones voicing him. You know, uh, I mean, Darth Vader, I fell in love with him um, immediately. He's just, he had such an incredible presence, you yeah. know, using the dark side of the force. Ah, oh, it was so cool. And then obviously James Earl Jones's you Amazing know, voice. Booming, <laughs> Luke, I am your father. <sighs> Wow, that was pretty good, Was Tony. that good? Jenny's looking at me like I'm no, nuts or no. she's impressed. <laughs> I'm actually impressed. Oh, okay, good. I think you should have saved that for our Star Wars episode. I know, maybe I actually can do impersonations. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, um, I mean, Darth Vader's yeah. absolutely fantastic. 100%. And as a matter of fact, that was my favorite thing about Rogue One was, I mean, that whole, someone asked me my favorite Star Wars moments oh, yeah. um, from different movies. And I mean, that hallway sequence mm-hmm. where Darth Vader opens a can of whoop-ass at the end of Rogue One yeah. on all the Rebel Alliance troopers. I mean, oh my God, I think that's the best Darth it Vader is. scene I've ever seen. And actually in that movie, I didn't really enjoy Rogue One that much personally. Yeah, I blasphemy. Know. And, and trust me, I love... Uh, Four, five, six, and I loved Force Awakens, but Rogue One to me was somewhat, it was all right. Right. No, and I, I reviewed it. The first half, slow. Yeah. The second half, amazing, yeah. but that's okay. Anyway. Um, Darth Vader, incredible. So we Absolutely. both agree. I mean, everyone will agree. He's one of the most uh, beloved movie villains of all time. Absolutely. What do you got? So those are, and it's interesting because there's a, there's, there's, like you said, movie villains you, you love to hate and, you can also get like compassionate for them because they end up somehow being good in some way. And then they're just really evil, nasty movie villains that you want to die like my next one, Inglorious Bastards. Ooh. Hans Landa. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Oh my gosh, I rewatched that recently, which I had never seen right to the end. I had somehow watched half that film twice. So I was on a plane and I watched the whole thing through. What an incredible movie, by the way. I love oh my it. gosh, what a I great film. I love Inglorious Bastards. It is incredible all the way through, but that performance, uh, Christopher Waltz, who I love anyway, um, but that evil son of a bitch. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing about Inglorious Bastards. There's two things I think. It's obviously Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I think outside of Pulp Fiction, it's his best film. I, I love it. Um, 
his ability to master suspense in that yeah. film is incredible. And then the portrayal of, of um, Hans Lander from Christoph yeah. Waltz, which is funny because uh, he won an Oscar for that movie. Yes. And then he did Django Unchained, where he played almost the polar opposite and yeah. he won an Oscar for that role. But he was someone who totally. you loved. Yeah, he loved. Was, he was a really good character. Um, what I love in Inglorious Bastards is... Um, I mean, obviously, there's several scenes that are just incredible. The farm sequence. Of course, oh. like his interrogations. But actually, what I loved the most was at the end, and this is a spoiler, but this film's been out for a long time, when he strangles and kills mm-hmm. the girl. And finally, he just loses his shit. Yes. Because another a German like celebrity has basically betrayed Hitler. And, Correct. And he just goes nuts and leaps yeah. across the table and strangles her, and he's like spitting and drooling, yeah. and he's just... A, a psychotic like feral animal so good. and in the rest of the movie he's all calm and polite and cl- that scene is so creepy and so very disturbing good. to watch but yeah. that's a great pick and, he was and on then my at list. the end how he when he finally gets his reckoning right. he can't even fathom it and he, he he's still all the way till that end going this isn't happening yeah how did you best me what what and he's but oh, actually he so kind good. of does get away with it in a way he, you know yes he gets scarred but it's incredible and that yeah. was a bold choice of the director and storyteller but anyway that's a great pick for sure go ahead all Next. right i mean so i can't believe i even waited this long to say it but yes of course joke, Heath, yeah. Heath ledger's joker which um i mean number one the joker is such a beloved villain anyway from Correct. the comics and jack nicholson when he did it in the 1989 movie, I mean, he got paid like 10 times more what Michael Keaton uh, got paid. And everyone thought, oh my God, that's the best performance of the Joker. It can't be bested. And when Heath Ledger got cast for the Joker, many people were like, what? And then of course, I mean, the rest is history. He blew everyone away. I've said this so many times. He's an incredible villain, but the performance yes. to me is a performance that should be and I think will be studied for centuries. Absolutely. Just in terms of like masterclass acting. Absolutely. He's so unhinged and psychotic, but he doesn't really have any purpose other than mayhem and totally. anarchy. Totally. Obviously, we're talking about the Joker from The Dark Knight, Christopher yeah. Nolan's Dark Knight. And I, I mean, there's all these stories and, you know, theories and, uh, you know, surrounding, you know, Heath Ledger going so much into character that he kind of drove himself crazy and things like that. And I don't know about all that, but the performance was amazing. And obviously, unfortunately, he died in real life before the movie came out and he won the Oscar posthumously. But I mean, that performance, he is mesmerizing in every scene he's in. You you want to know how I got these scars? And every time he tells... good, Tony. You're getting good at this. Thank you. (laughs) Every... I should quit my day job and become an impressionist. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jim Meskimen. (laughs) No, um, like throughout the movie, there's like three different times where he's like, you want to know how I got these scars? And he tells a different story. Right. Oh, he's just so good. And he's like, oh, and then, you know, Batman's like, you want to kill me? He's like, kill you? Kill you? I don't want to kill you. You complete me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, anyway, so nuts. He's incredible. And 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 what I think for an actor, the the stellar performance, if it can carry a film, like if you took away the rest of the brilliant action sequences and the rest of that film, the Joker, I mean, Batman is great and everything, but he carries that film. Oh, of the course. entire film. And that's what tells you it just it killed it. 
Well, because the, the performance killed it. Yeah, again, it's a performance. Mm. I mean, just in terms of, I mean, nuance, acting, his eyes, his expressions, everything. everything the voice, the way he he speaks, the way he looked, it's it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it really, really is. So it's not even just a fanboy thing. I think anyone who watches it will just be like, oh my God, this, this is just a performance for the ages. So Absolutely. there you go. That's the Joker. Okay, so your turn. My next one. Okay, so I'm g- going to get a little on the less popular, I mean, That's okay. bigger movies here. Count Rugen from Princess Bride. So he's not the prince, but the guy who does his evil, dirty work. Oh, the guy with six fingers. The, the guy with six fingers, a six-fingered who man. Who kills Anigo Montoya's that's father. Correct. And ah. he. And the reason I bring that up is, okay, Princess Bride is a childhood favorite of mine. It's my it. all-time, one of my favorite uh, fantasy films. He goes so nuts and the performance, um, do you remember the performance where he's got Inigo on the table and he, 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 he gets so, I mean, actually, no, that's, that's the, the prince, prince. That when he goes nuts, but then when he's torturing him and he's just loving every minute of yeah, torturing him. And yeah. He enjoys yeah. that so, he's getting hurt. Yeah. So those, I mean, I love the the prince as well as a villain in that. I, I just find them great fantasy villains, but that's that's one of them. That's a good pick. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I had to go with Loki, Tom Hiddleston. And to he's me... He's too good. Oh, he's a... Okay, here's what people forget. And that I... It's... I'm glad you said that. Okay. Remember the Avengers? I actually he, don't remember what he does. He kills Phil Coulson, which is why they come together as the Avengers. He's one of the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's... I totally forgot. He's the villain of the Avengers. I love he, him so much yeah, now that I, I totally forgot. I know. And that's the funny thing. He is the ultimate villain that you love. But right. he's absolutely a villain. And as you even said, it's true. you know, when you look at Thor Ragnarok and stuff, he's always going to do plotting. something backhanded. Yep. You know, yep. he, he's always plotting. You know, mm-hmm. he's so conniving. Yes, What's going to benefit him? Right. We love him now. But again, we talked about Darth Vader, who it's ultimately true. is good. So um, I think Loki absolutely counts. And, One, you're and, right. You're I right. I mean, Tom Hiddleston did such an incredible job because... A lot of people forget Loki from Thor, the first Thor movie, because his character was kind of one note. He's it was a bit. The, he's yeah. the bad guy in that too, and you he think is. he dies, but you don't really care about him. In the Avengers was when everyone fell in love with him. He was so good, and then they brought him back in, you know, Thor two, and now in and in, in Thor Ragnarok. two you fell in love with him a bit more because yeah. he you think he dies again, right? <laughs> and you kind of go, oh god, actually I kind of really liked him, and yeah. Anyway, anyway, I love Loki. He's fantastic. That's brilliant. Good, good one. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, everybody. Don't make fun of me. Why are we stopping the episode? Because we have a sponsor. Ooh. All right. Yeah, we have a message from our sponsor. I'm actually really happy to tell you all about this. Uh, for you, the listeners of Tony the Movie Guy podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Tell me more. <laughs> now, look, it's actually really important to me that I only promote products and services I truly believe in to you. And Audible is definitely one of them. Um, obviously, I, you know, I'm a geek, so I grew up reading books. I've probably read thousands of books. Have you read lots of books, babe? I'm not much of a reader, but I do listen to them. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's, it's it's true. Like I can I can sit in my car and listen to them, but I don't have time to sit down and read them. Well, qaudible.com. So, look, I've read thousands of books and most of our 
you know, most classic and beloved films came from books. Uh, Audible.com has over 180,000 titles to choose from. Can you believe that? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so recently, uh, one of the books I actually listened to on Audible.com was uh, Ready Player One by oh, Ernest Cline. That movie that's coming out. Exactly. I'm so excited. It's actually one of my favorite books of the last decade. And now Steven Spielberg is directing it and it's coming out in a few months. So uh, that's awesome. So look, you can all pick an audiobook of your choice available at Audible.com to download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com backslash Tony the Movie Guy. That's audibletrial.com backslash Tony the Movie Guy for your free audiobook and 30-day trial. Now, back to the show. Yeah, okay, so uh, gotta give one to Scar from The Lion King. Oh, on my list. Of Absolutely, course. and that's voiced by Jeremy Irons. So, so deliciously. Good. So well. I mean, Scar is... Scary. So scary. When I, I mean, I wasn't, I don't remember how old I was. I saw it in the cinema several times. Um, but he's a terrifying villain. Long live the king. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. But I mean, he's so vicious. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's got that uh, perfect, you know, always conniving always pretending to be your friend when he really very much is not and are oh, so good absolutely great pick okay i've got norman bates of course, of course. anthony perkins from i have Psycho. that on, on my list yeah too. so i don't think there's much to say about that i mean yeah, it's a very great. old movie well, old <laughs> 40 50 years um but i mean it, a man's best friend is his mother Right, he he was just so unsettling, so you know. Unsettling. So I I think he has to be on a list Brilliant. of any movie villains. Go ahead, one hundred percent. Okay, the warden and the captain from Shawshank Redemption. Okay, I had the warden. Okay, for sure. The warden um, is the you most. You mean the prison guard? Yeah, Clancy he's Brown. called he's called the captain. I, oh. I mean, I looked it up, um, but the warden primarily. I mean, they warden, are just absolutely. so evil. Yeah, but obviously the person that carries out his dirty work who you know beats the fat guy to death right that is the fat guy there's nothing no other way to explain <laughs> that at the beginning and um, i mean i just recently rewatched that and the the portrayal of the the warden of so brilliant yeah i had the warden on the list for sure and you know he commits suicide at the yeah. end because he's too proud but uh he was just so chilling and just so evil yeah yeah absolutely i totally so agree so nasty Okay, I have one um, that I put on the list, which actually on my poll that I did, I was surprised. This villain, she came up the most, which is uh, Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter movies, Imelda Stanton or Staunton. Oh my God. I mean, people, I mean, yes, she was bad. Honestly, I was like, whatever, but I think yeah, there was a horrific nastiness about her because she had that thing of like a mother that beats her children like a yeah, corporal she punishment them, yeah she, yeah, she like tortures 50 them or 60 people chose yeah um chose what's her name a uh, dolores umbridge yeah. so i had to put her on the list beautifully uh portrayed too yeah brilliant brilliant performance there you go your turn <laughs> oh um okay so i had norman bates next and silence of Lamp. okay obviously a phenomenal movie villain sauron lord of the rings of course yeah yeah I didn't put him on the list because he's just kind of an entity, but I guess so. But if you... Th oh, hold on. Saruman or Sauron? Sauron. You're right. Sauron is an, <laughs> is an entity. Saruman is excellent too, right. which I was going to bring up as well. Christopher Lee, right? Christopher Lee, yeah. Both brilliant villains. But even though Sauron is, you know, there's no actor there or anything else, the as a 
a driving force of a villain and the evil that that creates and what it does to people, I thought it was worth a mention. See, and it's funny you say that because really Gollum could be a villain. Of course. Um, I mean, Gollum is actually very evil. But again, if you think about it, Gollum is the one who saves the day. In the end, Because he does. Frodo gives in to the ring when right. he's right on the precipice of Mount Doom. And he and, bites his and finger. And if it wasn't for Gollum, who bites his finger off and steals the ring and then falls in, yeah. then Sauron would have won. He might have, have killed won. Sam or right. something. Yeah. yeah, but Gollum, I think, would also be included for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, good. I'm going to steal Next. it though and do another one myself. <laughs> okay, Pennywise. So I haven't... Missed that. Okay, brilliant one. I haven't seen the new film. Uh, you Which know, we're watching together when yeah. it comes out bill skarsgård portrays him and he gets rave reviews for it again the tv movie isn't yeah. fantastic but tim curry yeah. as pennywise scared the living shit out of me he when was, I was scary a kid. as hell yeah yeah so he's got to go on there you know? absolutely and i'm sure uh, when we watch the new one the the other one will also be yeah. fantastic your float too. all right i put this on we there which was on too go ahead we all float down <laughs> here um Okay, sorry. And then after Psycho, I actually had a, um, Patrick from American Psycho. Um, Patrick Bateman. Correct. Yeah, Christian Bale. I phenomenal. loved that performance, especially because it's so twisted so and deranged. so deranged. Exactly that well, one. You actually yeah. don't know at the end if it's all a figment of his imagination or if he actually did all those killings and everything. Yeah. I kind of got that. I mean, for me, I thought it was sort of, it was all his mental state right. somehow but that that's what the beauty of the film is it leaves it open well, but it I, shows him stuffing a cat down an atm machine i mean I forgot how do you do that <laughs> yeah that's true um anyway yeah i thought that was a phenomenal villain yeah because uh, he's uh, very very deformed yeah he's the total sociopath but um american psycho is also a film i highly recommend I people love watch film. because when I heard of it, I thought it was just going to be like some kind of slasher horror. It's such a deranged but kind of brilliantly done film. It's yeah. so tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. You know, when he's talking about his, you know, his business card and his suits yeah. and music and while he's hacking people to bits. and oh, it's, totally. it's a deranged it, film, but you're right. And his performance as Patrick Bateman is phenomenal. It's interesting you say that. That just made me think of um, the TV show uh, Dexter. It oh, yeah. kind of, it's on well, that Well, he's a beat. much better character, though. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he has a code, at least. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, you know, that that you, you still kind of like him. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Continue. Okay, good. So I had to go with Roy Batty, uh, Rodger Hauer from Blade Runner, the first one. Okay. You know, um, again, he's kind of, he's like a, he is a villain, but really all he's trying to do is look for life because he's a replicant. He only has right. like five years to live. And in the end of the film, he saves Harrison Ford, right. you know, um, and he gives that incredible speech that literally makes me tear up. You know, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe, you know, the tears um, in the rain speech. But uh, he's a phenomenal villain. I, I think he's mesmerizing in every scene he's in, in the original Blade Runner. So okay. I had to say Roy Batty. Awesome. All right. My next one was Jaws. Yeah, I have Jaws. The Shark. The shark of course. As a obviously, it is a villain, one hundred percent. Even dun, though it's dun, a dun, it's an animal, dun, dun. it's a shark, it's a fish. Yeah, of course, he's definitely <laughs> um, a villain. <laughs> he mean, is very much guy. a villain that you are terrified of, and actually a very powerful one because that had me scared of going in the ocean for a very long time. You and the whole world, and sister. even in a pool. Yeah. Like I'd be in a swimming pool. It's completely impossible for a shark to be in a swimming pool, but I was terrified. Yeah, I agree completely. So yeah, 
Absolutely. Okay, so you won't know this name, Eamon Goeth. Um, this is one of the most chilling villains ever. Also because you know this person was real. Um, that's um, Ralph Fiennes, and he's the villain from Schindler's List. Right. Um, yeah. I think oh that's gosh. what makes that even more spooky. I don't know if his character is real. I think he's kind of a amalgamation. Based off someone? I yeah. think he's an amal- amalgamation of different characters, but okay. you know that people like that obviously existed during the Holocaust. He's so chilling. It's such an incredible performance, but it's so chilling. He's so, just pure evil, yeah. but he really believes what he's doing. Right. He thinks. Has it all justified. Yeah, he thinks they are the supreme race and uh, he's doing, you know, God's bidding, quote unquote. Right. Um, anyway, it's Like so, fully brainwashed into that idea. Yeah. And yeah. The, you know, the scenes where he's just like smoking a cigarette with a coffee and just picking off people in the camps, you know, with a wow. sniper I, rifle I, I wasn't casually. able to finish that film. So you've never I could, watched it, right? I couldn't handle it. I watched half and I just was in tears. I couldn't handle it, so I walked out. Yeah, I mean, look, Schindler's List is a very rough film. It's all about the Holocaust, but it's a film that has to be seen of just because it, it deserves to, and it's it's a masterful story, and it's so incredibly done from Steven Spielberg. But um, Ralph Fiennes' performance yeah. as the primary villain there it is just outstanding so i had to give him a mention 100 percent. okay um the mother from carrie oh the original mm-hmm. i guess well, either one I've, yeah exactly um, julianne moore uh, julianne moore actually did really well yeah, in that remake crazy she's she's nuts she's um she also i mean at the beginning it showed that the, the opening scene is she's gonna stab her baby it's like right. pretty pretty intense and she's She's like a religious nutcase, basically, right. and, and has everything very twisted and sex is bad, everything is bad, and she, you know, locks her in a closet and she pretty much creates a monster. Well, she suppresses yeah. Carrie. She really suppresses does. her so much that she creates her, you know, the evil that she then creates. So I thought that was a pretty good villain. Yeah, that's a good pick. I didn't even think of that one. Okay, good. Kaiser Soche from Usual Suspects, which... Kevin Spacey, which kind of sucks now that with all the, know, you know, so good in I that. know with all the noise about Kevin Spacey, but that separate the yeah. actor from the, the exactly. character. Um, I mean, Kaiser Soze is just fantastic. You know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And then poof, poof, he's gone. Um, so good. Here's the thing about The Usual Suspects. I love that movie, but once you know the twist, the kind of the gut punch is taken away from it a bit. Sure. But that performance is phenomenal, especially because, okay, Verbal Kint, played by Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. is Kaiser Sose, the big bad guy. Sorry, spoiler. The film is 25 years old. But I swear to God, when you watch that movie, you have no idea. Oh, I had no it clue. blew me away. I remember I, I mean, turned to somebody and I was like, Wait, right. he was doing the walk and then his walk changes. Right. And I'm like, what? wait, he, what's happening? Yeah, he plays this pathetic oh kind of victim so yeah. well. And the entire movie is a fabrication and he's really the big bad. I've given away, but again, come on. Yeah. It's um, a great movie. Yeah, though. so, I mean, Kaiser Associate and also just the mythology that they mm-hmm. build around that character, how like, you know, he's like the devil incarnate. Yeah. Anyway, fantastic. Everyone is afraid of Kaiser Sose. Exactly. It was so good. Okay, go. Okay, um, my next one was actually uh, the Vampire Lestat interview oh, with the vampire. Tom Cruise? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit out there, but honestly, when I was little, 
It scared the crap out of me. Again, he's kind of a villain you love. It's a villain you love, but he is, he, he, he does some pretty nasty things. You know, I haven't read them all. I think I read one or two of them in the Anne Rice books. Yeah. He's basically the protagonist. He's yeah. like the, the hero, yeah. even though he's a vampire, so he's bad. But you're right. In that movie, Brad Pitt is Correct. really kind of the protagonist. Brad Pitt is the good guy. And Tom Cruise is the antagonist. And as he's Lestat. the bad guy. Yeah. But I, I, I loved his performance as Lestat. I was going to say, I've seen that film again last year. It'd been oh, a long did? time. And I was actually really impressed with it. Oh, good. Uh, especially I want to watch it again. Especially Tom Cruise. I think he's really good as Lestat. And yeah. I remember Anne Rice, when that film came out in the early 90s, was absolutely like vehemently against Tom Cruise yeah. being portrayed in that role. She just thought he was too much of a pretty boy until yeah. she saw his performance. And then she was like, wow, he nailed it. And he's really good in it. Yeah. So I love that. I, I, I thought it was a really good evil vampire. Okay. Great pick. Okay. Here's Before one. Before they became shiny, pretty people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you, Twilight. Um, okay, here's one that I, everyone's going to... This is this is controversial. It came up a lot in the polls, but it's totally true, which is Alan Rickman, who's, if you notice, on this list a lot, yes. Professor Snape. But he's now, not evil. Good, so neither is Darth Vader, really. So here's yeah, the... Yeah, well, a bit different. Well, here's the reason A. So he doesn't do anything evil. Uh, he kills Albus Dumbledore. Uh, on Spoilers. orders of Albus Dumbledore. But nevertheless, he does it. So here's the thing. That's why I put him on the list because it was very controversial and you should have seen all the comments going I back and forth. I did see them. I read every single so, one of them. So um, Professor Snape works for Albus Dumbledore as a double agent um, on Voldemort's side. But when you read the books and watch the movies, you don't find that out until like the last film. Yeah. And again, big spoilers, he kills Albus Dumbledore. Now he does it on his, on Dumbledore's command. He's Which like, is why he's not evil. Right. But everyone thinks he is. You everyone think, think he, he is. is. So that's, that's why I That's different him there. than being evil and becoming good at the end. Okay. Um, you know what? I actually kind of agree with you, yeah. which is what I said too, um, but I was overruled. So I thought I would definitely put him on the <laughs> well, list. Well, we are right and they are wrong. Yeah, he's like <laughs> a villain kidding. that you, I mean, you, you love. Yeah. And again, the only reason why I think it is kind of fair to put him on the list is, again, you don't find that out until the end. And, and you look at Darth Vader, Darth Vader saves the day at the end. He saves Luke. After doing a lot of horrible things though. Sure. And Snape, but I'll, I will say this, especially as... I mean, I had read all the books, obviously, when the film came out. Right. So I knew I, I knew what right. was going on. However, his performance, again, is so good as that sniveling... Harry seem- Potter. <laughs> seeming yeah. to be evil. Yeah. You know, seeming to hate Harry. Uh, his dis- disdain for him because of his father, James, and God, all I, of that. He does it so well. I miss Alan Rickman, I miss man. him, too. I oh, that, that was that was so devastating. Really I hate was. to get into it, but it was so... He was oh. so... Well... Look at everything. Look at the work he gave us. He was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I put Snape there. I knew it would be controversial. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, my next one is actually Tim Curry as the Devil in Legend. Now he's on my list. Okay, so that is a bad movie with an amazing villain. Okay, just so you know, I love that movie. I did when I was a kid. Yes. Have you um, watched it recently? <laughs> no, and I know, and that's why I won't. Yeah. I refuse to. The last time I saw it was over ten years ago, and. I have this memory of this film. Of the... When I was a kid, I loved it. It's magical. <laughs> it's magical. Yeah. And as a child, I loved it. So I actually want to leave it with Tom that Cruise memory. Tom Cruise in tights. <laughs> Tom Cruise in tights. So so young and innocent. Um, you know, unicorns, magic. Yeah. But that devil scared the living crap out of me. That whatever he is, well, the, the darkness. M- the makeup oh. of Tim Curry as the, the devil in Legend is incredible. And that holds up today the film doesn't that film is a ridley scott film 
Um, but right. you're right. I mean, he was on my list too, just because the voice, uh, the look, it was so it was realistic. Terrifying. I agree with you. It was absolutely terrifying. Good, yours. Yeah, so it's a very good pick. Okay, I had Gary Oldman, but he's played so many villains. Oh I gosh. just wrote Gary Oldman as Dracula yep. from, um, you know, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's 100%. Dracula. Um, I put Gary Oldman as Zorg from The Fifth Element. Right. He's kind yes. of a really campy, weird, kind of eccentric villain, but a villain nevertheless. Yes. Um, and then actually my favorite, no one's really going to know the name Norman Stansfield, but uh, he was the corrupt cop in Leon the Professional. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Amazing. one of the best villains ever where he's like playing orchestra music yeah, while he's so good. Uh, killing that whole family and, oh. He's so just good. so good in that movie. And then, of course, he's Drexel in True Romance. Yes. He is oh, that was such an incredible in one. that. So uh, Gary Oldman, he's got like, he's got four great right. villains. Which and I, I think, think of him amazing. when you think of great movie villains, it's like Alan Rickman, Gary Oldman are at the top of my thoughts right. in terms of actors. Yeah. And they do so much more. They're just great villains. too. Yeah. Amazing villain. Okay, and go. Gary Oldman was, uh, more recently, he did another villain. You as, told me in The Hitman's yeah, Bodyguard. Yeah, in The Hitman's Bodyguard. And he was, again, excellent. Excellent. So. Okay, good. Um, okay, my next one was, it's a little bit more of a cheesy one, but uh, Gaston, Beauty and the Beast. You know what? I had him there. And I'll tell you, I think he absolutely is. And here's the main reason why I think he really is in the um, live adaptation. Yes, that's so, more the one I'm even referring yeah, to because he's was nasty. He was terrifying. Yeah, he was really like, nasty. Like, he really was evil in that. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so... Um, so um self-centered and disgusting and yeah everything about him you just you hate him yeah, you don't like anything murderer. about him i mean he was yeah. not only was he trying to kill beauty and the beast he was gonna murder leave the uh yeah. the father for dead so right. it's actually a great pick okay good okay i've got og original gangster uh wicked witch of the west from okay. wizard of oz yeah absolutely i'll get That's... you my pretty <laughs> and your dog too <laughs> that's on the you know i did peruse a few lists for some ideas as well as my own favorites and that was definitely on like top five of, well of course yeah. i mean it's the wicked witch of the West. she's <laughs> wicked and i'll tell you this she's spooky still and her flying monkeys quite terrifying totally and funnily enough though in the musical wicked she's not the evil one right <laughs> which is so funny because i was always terrified of her as a child yeah Okay, so, good. Your turn. My next one was Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course. Obviously, as a as a especially as we discussed on horror movies, the the concept of having um something that can get you in your dreams is terrifying. Yeah, and so, the hands made of knives and the face all burned, the costume. It's iconic. I mean, yeah. Freddy Krueger, unfortunately the films aren't fantastic. No, they're not. But the the character of Freddy Krueger is iconic. Yeah. So it As has to be on the yeah. list of movie villains. I completely agree. Okay, let's see. Um, okay, I had Jack Torrance, which I'm surprised you didn't have yet, which is uh, Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. You know, I... I was sort of wondering how many horror films I should put on here because we just covered horror right. films. So there are, there are obviously, there's Mike Myers. There's quite a few. I actually skipped a lot of them. Yeah, so they're going to be on my list because we have okay. to mention them on any kind of authoritative villain <laughs> yeah. list. But um, I mean, that's just, you know, 100%. his Johnny. Oh, he's he's one of the greatest. Yeah, and also just his slow descent into madness. Totally. You know, he's so insane. I bit mean, by bit yeah, by fantastic bit. Fantastic villain. Uh, one of my favorites, I don't think I mentioned this when we covered it last time, is when she looks at his typewriter um, and sees the paper and it just has like the same word over and over right. again, about six, seven pages long. And then you kind of, that's when you realize he's slowly but surely going mad. Yeah, absolutely. So good. <laughs> okay, good. All right. My next one was actually, um, I, I 
I love the Indiana Jones films. Um, Mola Ram is his name. From Temple of Doom? From Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. He was he so terrifying. Oh, my gosh. When I was little, I had nightmares about that all the time. I mean, now I can watch it, and it's just great. But Yeah, so, I mean, I Temple oh, of Doom... Little. Yeah. He, he yells these weird <laughs> things like Ali La. He's calling, la, ma, la, la, he's calling to, yeah. to this god with this heart in his hand. And I'm just like, oh my God. So unfortunately, Temple of Doom is considered by a lot of critics and so on as like the worst Indiana Jones. It's actually the one as a kid that holds the dearest place in my heart. I love oh, uh, Temple of Doom. I think he says like, Kali Lama, Kali, yeah. Ali, Kali Lama. But yeah, anyway, he was, uh, that's actually a great so pick. That's like a deep cut pick, but yeah. I love Temple of Doom. It's a great one. When the the entire scene with the, they go, go through this thing full of bugs and all this yeah. stuff. I mean, it's just an all around great indie movie. Yeah, you know what's uh, a funny anecdote? You know that whole scene that, uh, um, you and Danny were talking about when we did the Stranger Things episode yeah. with Jonathan and Nancy where they're like going back and forth on that, you know, talking about each other. And then finally they go out of their rooms and they bump each, into yeah. each other and they finally yeah. kiss. Um, that's, oh, right that's right from Temple of Doom. That's totally, yeah. oh, you know, it's, I was trying. They, they t- did it to pay homage to Temple of Doom. That's the, amazing. Because I was thinking, where do I know this sequence from? Because yeah. I saw that many times. That's oh, right. that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a funny little tidbit. Okay, good. So I had to do Palpatine, Star Wars. Uh, he's the Emperor. So yes, of also in, I mean, really, Ian McDermott played him in all the uh, prequels. Mm-hmm. And he's actually quite good as the Emperor. But then obviously you have him from the original trilogy as well. But, you know, for any villain list, you've got to say, of course. The, the, you know, Palpatine. 100%. Uh, you know, the Emperor. And then I actually only have um, another Indiana Jones one, Colonel Fogel, the main Nazi in Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. He he's was so, so like, so nasty. Creepy. Yeah. The only thing that took away him being really evil to me is i always remember that scene where you think he's gonna pull out like a knife or a gun and he flips it open and it's a coat hanger to hang up his jacket yeah and that kind of took away the menace from his character for me (laughs) but he is creepy i thought he was really really nasty is that all you have that's all i have i know sorry i've got a lot more so let's let's have you go yeah i'll go through them that's okay that's why i'm turning the movie guy right but again um, a lot of these came from uh, the listeners and the people who follow yep. the Tony the Movie Guy page. So I, I, I thought there were a lot of great mentions of great villains here. So and I'm going to kind of look go at through a lot them. more, but I figured you would also cover a lot. So yeah, well, um, some of them we'll talk about. Some I'll just mention. Okay. Okay, good. So I mean, you mentioned a bunch of the the horror movie villains. So of course you have Michael Myers from yes. Halloween. You have uh, Jason Voorhees from Freddy uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. Which again, a lot of people don't get that wrong in the first film he's not the baddie it's the mother but in all the sequels he is Um, as mentioned in scream right (laughs) then you've got uh the terminator of course um arnold schwarzenegger in the first one t1000 robert patrick oh so good who was a fantastic villain great villain i thought it was a great performance because it was so um subtle you know he's just so deadpan but he's creepy and again i mean this is an audio podcast but like when he goes and he like you know points yeah. no. I'm pointing no to Yenny. Yeah. He does that that whole thing. I mean, he's just he's so delicious and cold as T one thousand. One one hundred percent. Um, Alien the Xenomorph, which okay. is the alien, of course. Um, Pinhead, which is from the Hellraiser series. Okay, um, I don't know that. I think I only ever saw one, but he always freaked me out mm. as a character. Uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, of course, of course who's just absolutely psychotic. 
Did you ever uh, see that yet? No, the, the I, original? I, I remember I really yeah. didn't like it. So I Very just didn't. Disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Leatherface for sure. The Predator. Um, yeah. Of course, which is a, a big villain. Okay. The Kurgan. Clancy Brown, who also plays the uh, the captain from the Shawshank Redemption. Okay. He plays the Kurgan in The Highlander. And I just watched The Highlander. And I, I the for- movie? Yeah, and I forgot how good the villain is. There can okay. be only one. And he's like, you know, you know, um, he says, I've got something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Anyway, he's the big baddie from The Highlander. It's okay. played by Clancy Brown. He's called the Kurgan. So um, it's so cheesy, but still so good. Okay. Um, and he absolutely should be on a, a movie villain list because cool. he's phenomenal. Okay, Agent Smith from The Matrix. I, I, yeah, I thought Hugo about that Even. one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, he's so good. Mr. Anderson, you know, um, he's so good. Again, so good because he's like a a human computer almost and so weird. So deadpan, but fantastic. I absolutely loved him. Magneto, Ian McKellen from the X-Men series. And And he's one you love as well because you have, uh, you know, a complete compassion for him because he's also good in ways. But he's definitely bad. Definitely an evil villain. He murders people left, right and center. And then Michael Fassbender. As the younger yeah, uh, oh, Magneto. So good. Yeah, so good. So I had to mention him. Of course. Um, okay, good. This is a movie villain that I personally don't get the appeal for. Okay. I'm putting it on the list because a lot of people said it, and he's considered one of the best uh, movie villains, which is um, Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men. He plays Anton Sugar, and he's just this, like, hitman who goes around with this, like, cattle pump thing that you use to like I don't know, it blows air and he pumps it into people's heads to kill them. It, it's I I don't know. I missed something with his performance because okay. he won an Oscar for it and everyone thought it was incredible. I just thought he had a few screws loose and you know was lonely. Okay, um, it was kind of weird and that yeah. he should be you know far away from like school playgrounds <laughs> and that's really what I thought. Okay, um, but I had to mention him. Okay. Anton Sugar is is the character. Um, okay, Bane. Tom Hardy's Bane. 100%, yeah. Now you have my permission to die. Tom nice. Hardy. He did a fantastic job. Good job, Tim. Um, I, you know, obviously it was overshadowed by Heath Ledger's Joker, but I thought he was still a really good villain. Um, okay, Doc Ock. Dr. Octopus. Alfred Molino from Spider-Man 2, which I think is a really fantastic yeah. film. And he's a villain that you care about because he's conflicted. You totally. Know? He's kind of overpowered by his ten- tentacles. But... um. I thought he was yeah, fantastic. That works. Bill the Butcher, uh, Daniel Day Lewis from Gangs of New York. Uh, I mean, he was I, incredible. I still haven't seen that. Gangs of New York is a very interesting film. It's Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, and I think it's actually one of Leonardo DiCaprio's worst performances. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's a Martin Scorsese film. The first 20 minutes of that film are phenomenal, and the last 20 that. minutes of that film are phenomenal, and the hour and a half in between is not very good. Okay. What makes the film incredible is Daniel Day-Lewis, who plays Bill the Butcher. He's right. the main antagonist. He is just chilling. He's absolutely phenomenal in it. Okay, this is a fantastic one. Uh, this role and character haunts me to this day. Again, because it's someone real. It's a real person. It's Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's oh, Nest. Um, that's the one with also Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. stuck in the mental that was uh, psych excellent. institution. She's just so, oh. she thinks she's so right, 
but she knows she's not helping these people. Yeah. And she drives, you know, uh, Billy, the character, to commit suicide. Yeah. And then, you know, and then also just the lobotomies and the yeah. electric she's shock horrible. and all that stuff that really goes on. Yeah. And she's just so cold and heartless about it. Uh, Definitely. She won an Oscar, the, the, the woman who played that role. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that's actually going on. So I think that totally. was so chilling. Okay. Annie Wilkes, Kathy Bates from Misery. Which, remember, we went over this film I still haven't seen, uh, and you need to let me watch it with you. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> oh, She's that, such a good actress. She won an Oscar, Kathy Bates, for that film. That film is terrifying. And again, the film isn't phenomenal. Her performance right. is one for the ages. It's incredible. Okay, this one I actually think is a bit too low on this list. Uh, Bella Tricks Lestrange, Helen Bonham Carter from uh, the Harry Potter movies. Definitely. She was incredible. Yeah, she I mean, was she was such a good villain. And Great villain. Obviously, she kills um, Sirius Black, yeah. which was devastating. I love that character. Spoilers, but these have been out for a <laughs> decade. Um, okay, Alex DeLarge. This is uh, Malcolm McDowell from Clockwork Orange. Have you ever I seen, seen Clockwork? It, no. Okay. Uh, he's just such a so- sociopath, psychopath. Uh, such a delicious role. And again, in the film, he's kind of the protagonist. But, I mean, he's nothing but evil. Rapes, okay. kills, murders. Um, chilling performance. Absolutely fantastic. Cool. Uh, Maleficent. Yeah. Definitely a, a, a villain. Jafar from Aladdin. Absolutely. Definitely a villain. Yep. Ursula from The Little Mermaid. 100%. Um, okay. Shura Khan from The Jungle Book. Now, yeah, that one is 100%. So... Shurikam was scary from the cartoon, but I thought Idris Elba made him really yeah. men- menacing in the uh, the remake. Like yeah. he was actually quite. Ter- you know, I'm a grown adult. I'm a bit of a kid. Let's face it. But You're a grown kid. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a baby at heart. But yeah. um, he was really quite terrifying. Yeah. Like I felt the dread. Um, and I, you know, I remember being in the theater and seeing kids just like. Yeah. curled up really with their scared. parents scared yeah. and especially at the end of the big showdown with the forest on fire yeah. and Shura Khan that was a good performance um Lotso Bear from Toy Story 3 oh my god that's that's a good yeah, one it really yeah. is because and also he he has no redemption you think he nope, redeems himself but he doesn't he's just nope, so creepy he's and, evil yeah and again it kind of just shows how someone who originally is good can just kind of descend and yeah just become well, so he's pretending to be good but really is well no he was originally when he was a yeah. bear and he had an owner and then they you know threw him away and then he just kind of it kind of shows how he became right so cold what caused his downward spiral to to madness exactly okay so here's a funny one but you have to do it dr evil from the austin powers trilogy <laughs> yeah okay i mean we're talking comedic comedic villains now yeah. I will blow up the earth unless you give me one million dollars. I'm doing the thing with my mouth and my uh, finger, but no one can see it. <laughs> Just I do visualize. have a soft spot for those yeah. films. Visualize it, listeners. <laughs> Dr. Evil. Anyway, uh, he's a... Fair fa- enough. He's a com- comedic villain, but definitely a villain. Okay, good. Um, Commodus, uh, uh, Jacqueline Phoenix from Gladiator. Oh my God, he oh, was true. such a sniveling wretched villain it's true but he really was 100 okay um let's see mr blonde michael madsen from reservoir dogs have you seen reservoir dogs yes i have i mean he was so evil and when he tortures the cop and cuts his ear off he's like hello hello and he's enjoying every moment yep um okay ivan drago come on rocky four dolph lundgren i haven't seen the rocky movies don't he (sighs) yeah 
You have to see Rocky Four. That's when Rocky basically brings America and Russia back together and ends the Cold War <laughs> With, through, through fighting, <laughs> through boxing. Oh my god! Um, anyway, Ivan Draco, great, great villain. Oh, I just thought of one. Oh, go ahead. Um, one of my favorite movies, Willow. The evil mother in oh, Willow. Yeah. She's like a phenomenal the villain. Sorceress. Yeah, she Very is evil. so nasty. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's a good pick. Okay, um, Tony Montana, of course. Um, say hello to my little friend. It's uh, Al Pacino in Scarface. Yeah. Great villain. Shows just the rise of a big oh, drug yeah. lord and his big descent to madness. Um, okay, um, General Zod, of course. So that would be from the... The uh, Superman films, Superman 2, originally played by Terrence Stamp. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Shannon played him again in Man of Steel. But right. General Zod is a, a big villain. I think Terrence Stamp gave the, the best performance. Neil to Zod. Um, okay, good. Lex Luthor. So again, these films are so old. Kevin Spacey, damn. But again, actually did a great performance in Superman Returns, the reboot with Brandon Routh. I didn't know Ralph. that was him. Yeah, he was actually very good in that. But Gene Hackman was fantastic as Lex Luthor in all the original Superman movies with uh, Christopher Reeve. I thought he was a fantastic villain. Okay, good. Aaron from Primal Fear, Edward Norton. <gasps> I can't believe I've forgotten all my and, Edward Nortons. And that, that introduced the world to Edward Norton. Yeah. Such an I love that film, film, by the way. A oh. plug for Primal Fear. Great movie. Yeah. I mean, his performance is what shines, but it's actually a great film. Oh, no, the whole film is great, it's actually. Great. I watched it a few months ago with Danny. I wasn't sure if it would hold hold up, and we loved Ooh, it. Which, which brings me to um, Mark Wahlberg in Fear itself. Oh, yeah. That's I a mean, pretty good that's villain. A deep cut, but you're right. He, that film seems really cheesy, but it's actually a bit smarter than you would yeah. think. It's it got some really good thrills. It turns into a thrills. decent thriller. Right. And his performance is actually yeah. genuinely creepy. So it is creepy. I'll give it to you for all the teens fear with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Wahlberg. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, Calvin Candy. So Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. Oh, I mean, that was a, a great performance. Yeah. So racist, but also so heartless. And yeah. You know, great so performance. Evil. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. he was really, really good in that. Um, Owen Davian, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from uh, Mission Impossible 3. I thought he was fantastic that was in that movie. I mean, he's got that scene that everyone always remembers. Like, do you have a wife? Do you yeah. have a girlfriend? Yeah. Because if you do, I'm going to find her. And I'm going to hurt her. And I'm going to kill you in front of her. Yeah. And then I'm going to kill her. And he just says it so cold with no emotion. I love that movie. Yeah. And he doesn't even have a big performance in that film, but he's killing. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm almost done here. Okay. This is a real deep cut, but I I have to say this. And a few people, which I was really happy to see, did bring it up in the survey. Um, Harlan, Jude Law from Road to Perdition. Have you seen Road to Perdition? I have not. Okay. Road to Perdition. It looked so sad and dark. It I, is. I, and yeah. I, I kicked myself that I forgot to put it on the hidden gems list. Okay. It, and maybe I didn't because it was quite acclaimed when it came out, but it's really just been forgotten. It was Sam Mendes. It's Tom Hanks, who's basically an anti, anti-hero. Um, Jude Law is the main protagonist, uh, sorry, okay. uh, antagonist in yeah. this film. He is so chilling and he is oh, wow. so good in it. It, it, it's a performance I never forget. It was incredible. And it kind of blew me away as well because I didn't really know who Jude Law was at the time, but right. it was so good. Okay, Castor Troy from Face Off. Now, here's what's great about that. about that. You can give it to Nicolas Cage or and to, you can give it yeah. to John Travolta. They, they were both, both play it yeah. so well. Yeah. Batshit crazy, but a great villain. Yeah, really um, good. I think I'm almost done. Let's see. Um, 
I I had to do Javier Bardman from um, uh, Skyfall, the one of the one of the Daniel Craig um, James Bonds as Silver. I th- you know his his mouth and face is all deformed and messed up. I thought he was a great villain. You know, I really liked him there. I had to mention the child snatcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh my God, so terrifying. This villain, you know, with the long pointy nose yeah. uh, nose yeah. and like, eh, has, I'm f- I smell children. I'm 40 years old, Yenny, and it still scares me, yeah. that character. That As terrifying. a kid, it terrified me. It yeah. legitimately gave me nightmares. The child snatcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a Disney movie. Yeah. It will haunt your dreams. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was pretty terrifying. Okay, here's the last one, which uh, everyone loves, and everyone's going to like this. Jareth, the Goblin King, David Bowie I was from gonna, Labyrinth. Yeah, I was going to bring that <laughs> up. I was like, I just thought that the book, Goblin King, of but course. I, I thought we could end it on a good note. We love him. You're so selfish, Sarah. Is that her name, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Sarah. Just That's a brilliant bow one. to me, kneel to me, and I will be your slave. Love me. Yeah, yeah anyway, it's brilliant. Jareth was amazing, and you know now nowadays when everyone watches that movie, you know everyone like freeze frames is on his bulge. That's you right. Know, it, his I mean, weird sidewood yeah, bulge. Yeah. No one could pull off that performance, though the crazy no. wig and outfit. I mean, no. again, rest in peace, David Bowie. But uh, and you I love loved, him. You love. Yeah, you, you do, love him. But he's legitimately evil. He, of course, he's got he's the baby. Absolutely evil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. That's my list. So, I mean, that was a good, healthy amount of movie that villains. That was a very good, healthy amount of movies. Yeah. So, look, if anyone thinks we left any out, comment. You can email us. Uh, Danny, the producer, will give the email at the end. Uh, you can also comment on Tony, the movie guy. Uh, but I thought that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And what we'll do is um, we'll do movie heroes as another episode yeah. coming soon. It might we not do have the- a lot coming up. Uh, you may, you could do a little run on that. We actually have some cool things coming up, including yeah. obviously a Christmas episode because I'm very passionate about Christmas. Yeah, well, I'm going to leave those as surprises. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, we, we try and do a new episode every week. Um, obviously, uh, we're moving into December, so we will do a Christmas episode. And uh, as one of the next upcoming episodes, we'll do Movie Heroes cool. as kind of a counterpart to Movie Villains because I think that'll be fun. It's a good uh, idea. And what I'll do actually is I'll, I'll put a survey on Tony the Movie Guy, the page, of course. and get everyone's comments. Because I, I love all the comments and feedbacks from you, the listeners and oh, the yeah. readers of the page. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoyed. Um, thanks for listening to Tony the Movie Guy. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Just a reminder, you can follow us on all of our social media at Tony the Movie Guy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also have an email, Tony the Movie Guy podcast at gmail.com. Email us anything. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you haven't already, leave a five-star review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And it actually helps way more than you think. So we'd really appreciate it if you would do that. Um, it takes about two seconds. And I'll love you forever, personally, from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate it. And again, wanted to remind you of our sponsor, audibletrial.com backslash Tony the Movie Guy. 
Sign up today for your free audiobook and 30-day trial. See you next week. Bye-bye.